The following conversation originally aired on The Point on KPOV 889-FM High Desert Community Radio in Bend, Oregon. Airing weekdays at 9 a.m., The Point is a half-hour locally produced show focusing on people and events in Central Oregon. Our guest today is Kenny Adams, Executive Director of The Fathers Group. The Fathers Group, a nonprofit focused on eliminating barriers to success for children from marginalized communities and, among many other community support programs, created the Scholarship to Celebrate Deshaun Adderley's Legacy. The scholarship is open to black and indigenous people of color, students residing in the Central Oregon region of Deschutes, Jefferson, and Crook Counties, ages 16 to 24. We'll also talk with Director Kenny Adams about the Ujima Youth Program that combines elements of leadership, academic achievement, cultural awareness, and self-care. The Ujima Youth Program strives to pass the truth on to the next generation, teaching them early what we learn late. I don't think it could be said any better. Welcome to the show, Kenny Adams. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be in the KPOV studios. Great. Well, you know, Kenny... Let's let's start out by just giving a brief background of the fathers group and and what you guys we've kind of discussed a little bit about what you're all about but let's let's really elaborate on that. Well, the fathers group started out back in uh, 2018 um, and it really was, it, we weren't a nonprofit at the time. It was really just a support group for uh, I actually started out with one father who was in crisis and uh, what we ended up doing was uh, you know he was dealing with. Uh, his child was having a some racial bias incidents in school uh so and he didn't have a support system the schools weren't really doing anything the administration wasn't helping out so what we ended up doing was we uh essentially and i say we i wasn't part of the group at the time um hadn't learned about the group until really around 2020 um but you know formed around him and you know provided support and helped him navigate through the system and you know really start working on getting some accountability and justice for his uh, for his child and Around 2020, we decided, all right, well, let's let's turn this into a you know an actual 501c3 uh, because there's more that we can do in the community, and there's more you know there are more uh, students that are dealing with these issues, and it's you know it's ever increasing numbers, but it's, and it's always been there. So uh, formed the 501c3, and we've just expanded uh, outside of. Uh, just working with students, you know, we have several other programs, but at the very heart of it, students and families are our focus. Yeah, it, and and most assuredly, that's the most important part of all. I think that there's uh, kind of a, a lacking consideration from white parents, and I want to be careful, but the fact is, it's it's difficult to imagine what it's like to send your child off to school if you're a person of color. Well, uh, honestly, when you when you when it when you break it down, uh, you have the the biggest difference. You actually mentioned it. It's lived experience. Mm-hmm. When you when you're a parent of a student that is going to school, and you know they're trying to f- think about their you know their trigonometry, and they're trying to figure out you know all right, well, how do I get from class class A to class B in a timely manner? And oh well, I have this test coming up. Now add on a layer of students calling you the N word. Add on a layer of faculty uh, discriminating against you and pushing other students to the forefront and pushing you to the back. Imagine adding on another layer of uh, taking a test and you uh, you know you get the same grades as other students, but you don't get the same scholarships. So when you have that as an added layer of lived experience, like you said, for a lot of 
and I like to, you know, we're often referred to as African American. Well, then when you deal with Euro American parents <laughs> there that go. are uh, that don't understand these issues, they dismiss them. And they're like, oh, well, it's not that bad. Or, oh, it's not like the 60s. In some cases, it's worse. So you have to have the, you, you have to have a mindset to be able to work with the students, work with the parents. There are a lot of uh, Euro-American parents that adopt black children. So, and even then, they only get a small idea of what it goes through because they didn't go through that themselves. As a, as a black parent of black children that go through the school system uh, when they come home and tell me these uh, things that they're experiencing it brings up a bit of a trauma response because these are things that I experienced when I was in school and I went to school over in uh, central north Florida so I'm experiencing those things over in Florida they're experiencing these things here in the, the Pacific Northwest and the story is the same you know, it's not not, you know, everyone likes to put the stereotype of, well, in the deep south, you know, Confederate flags and, uh, you know, you got all these different things that, uh, you know, that are stereotypical to the, the southeast. Well, I drive through my neighborhood and I've seen Confederate flags. I've seen the Gadsden flag. I've seen uh, people, you know, doing the whole come back to where you uh, go back to where you came from. And I'm like. I really don't want to go back to Florida. You know, it, it, it's, I mean, but when there you are think a about few it, better choices. There are, there are a few better choices. Uh, but, you know, these are the different things that black students and parents of black students that are in the Ben Lapine school systems have to think about. And it's not just Ben Lapine school systems. You know, this goes up into Jefferson County. This goes, this is a nationwide issue. This isn't just, uh, you know, down here. But our focus, obviously, is for the Central Oregon area because that's where we live. And that's yeah. where we play. Well, and I think it's it's uh, also wise to remind everybody that Oregon's racial past is not so pretty either. Not at all. So, you know, there's there's a lot to overcome, and I think you guys have done a good job. And I think, in a sense, it kind of gives us a segue into the Deshaun Adderley Scholarship Program. Yes. Yes, yes. So, with the Deshaun Adderley uh, Scholarship, uh, for those that are unfamiliar with uh, the story, I mean, you can actually go to uh, DeshaunScholarship.com, uh, which we set up for students to be able to, uh, you know, apply. Uh, they've gone through, and uh, what we've done is we've set up a scholarship in his honor. He was a student that, uh, and again, this is a trigger warning for anyone that's listening, uh, he did commit suicide um, because of things that he was dealing with in the school system. Um, and this is our our way, you know, we've worked with his father. This is our way of really honoring his memory and creating a legacy under his name to be able to create a low barrier scholarship for uh, Billapock students uh, to be able. And it's not really just Billapock students. We open it up to, you know, it's open up to everyone, but our focus is through an Afrocentric lens to work with uh, Billapock students to be able to have a low barrier scholarship to help them achieve their uh, educational goals. Uh, there are several students that. Uh, uh, you know, their applications will say, you know, my parents are both working two jobs and I don't want to burden them with trying to get books or uh, help me buy a computer or just get gas for my car so I can get to get to school. So we are we've developed the scholarship to be able to help them accomplish their goals. Yeah, I think, you know, the thing that becomes glaringly apparent when I was young, the pace of life was much slower. And, uh, you know, it was more common to have one parent at home. And nowadays, that's not the case. So all of our students are be putting, being put under uh, a layer of pressure. And then, as we've said before, 
there's the additional layer. And I think that's also where the Ujima program comes in. Yes. All right. Thank you for that was a really good segue. <laughs> I like that. Um, okay. So the Ujima after school program, we have been doing this for a couple of years now and we do this uh, every semester. We have a range of probably about seven or eight different after school classes. It's on Wednesdays uh, at the district building right across the street from uh, DeSouza County Library, downtown Bend, um, to where we really provide a space for students to experience classes that are a little bit avant-garde, if you will, uh, some things that they won't necessarily find in normal after-school programs or, you know, in the school curriculum. Um, there's things like uh, last semester we were teaching, uh, we taught a Swahili class. Uh, we have we had a woodworking class, which is actually going to carry over to this next semester that uh, kicks off on September 21st uh, at the district building. If you are interested, if you have a student that's in school, we've actually opened it up to uh, fifth grade through uh, through high school. To where if they want to come in, you can f- learn about the program. You can also go to uh, thefathersgroup.org and go under our educational section. You'll find the Ujima program. We're going to be updating the list of classes that are coming up. Um, but one thing that I love about this program is it helps the students develop a sense of agency and community because it's open to all the schools in the Ben Lapine school system. We're looking at branching out soon, so don't worry, uh, Redmond. We'll be getting to you soon. But we, it, these students have come from all different schools they don't they didn't necessarily know each other at the beginning but now whenever they get there they know who's coming they know who their friends are they are looking out the window waiting for the students to come off you know get off the buses they celebrate their you know to get into the class uh we asked them to give us a win that they had that they had during the week so they let us know something good that happened and then they get and then they get into the classroom so we're really just helping them develop uh, the, the, and this next semester is uh, the theme is leadership so we're you know really teaching them leadership and you know helping them really just again get that sense of agency and it's a really really good program and it's one of my favorite things about the fathers group well i think ultimately one of the one thing that's glaringly important to me is the fact that these young people are looking forward to going to school. Exactly. And I would like to see that, you know, not only in that program, but more involvement in our high schools. And that's the only way it's going to come about. When I, you know, when I was in school, um, my, I would say my last two years of high school were only focused on uh, band and stagecraft. I was, you know, I was a drum captain. Uh, and then I also worked uh, the stage plays in on the technical side of things, um, you know, working sound lights, all that stuff. And yeah, that was the only thing that was really of interest to me in my last two years. And it, like you said, I want to see students to be able to have more than just you know uh, superlatives or things like that you know just to be able to go in and you know just have the the fun stuff but also learn trades learn you know te- technical things uh, some of the one of the things that we're bringing up to them is uh, we're doing the woodworking again the kids uh, worked on charcuterie boards uh, last semester they're going to be finishing them up uh, this next semester but it's not just okay well here's the wood and this is how you do it our instructors are incredibly talented and really well versed in their trades so they really work in the theme of the lesson into what they're doing you know and they're really talking about uh precision and 
really putting a focus on the work that they're doing, whether it's working with their hands. We had a STEM session where they were learning about water filtration um, and really learning about being good stewards of our land, being, uh, you know, learning a technical trade um, and really just doing things that are, again, outside. We, we like to think outside of the box with what we do. So we, and we want to help that grow because now the students are going and telling their friends about the things that they're learning and then it's bringing more people in and it, the program is just growing and growing and it's it's really really exciting to see i would like to see a day where good news travels faster than bad news exactly and you know what that is something that we are definitely working on doing yeah and and it shows you know i've been to some of the events that you guys have sponsored in particular the film series that occurred earlier this year and these are films that that uh the general public just doesn't get to see no um and uh, i know we're short on time i'll just be really quick about that about the film series we good okay um about the film series uh for 2023 we are revising a night out with the fathers group we are going to be doing um, uh, the for the in January. We will be doing moving over a movie over at Open Space, and then for February for Black History Month, we'll be doing a movie each week, uh, like we did this year. Uh, but then, then moving forward after that, a night out with the Fathers Group is going to grow into a lot of community based events. To where one night we might do a roll bounce night at the roller skating rink, or we'll do a barbecue down in Drake Park. To where it's like just come out, bring a picnic blanket, you know, bring some uh, frisbee stuff. Let's just have have a nice picnic family reunion style get together uh let's go out and you know maybe we'll have a hoop night and you know anyone that wants to come play some basketball we'll just go shoot around it's just going to be a really community engagement is a big thing for us and everything that like you said everything that we've done in 2022 i've had countless people come up say so are you guys doing this every month because i've never seen a party like this i've never seen an event like this juneteenth was ridiculous we had over 11,000 people come to central oregon not just from not just from living here but uh we had people from tennessee we had people from washington come down we had people from nevada they traveled just because they heard about the festival that we were putting on and they came to central oregon and so many people came up to us we're like we've never seen anything like this especially not in bend thank you for putting this out we feel safe it's inviting the food is amazing and that's just the type of event and quality we like to bring it's absolutely great you know We've all seen the involvement of Clifford Evelyn, the Love Redmond Clifford. City Councilman, and this is part of his you know, plan is let's be proactive instead of being reactive. You know, I had lunch, or not lunch, sorry, I had breakfast with Clifford the other day, and something that I like to say to everyone is, I and, and this is something that we talked about at our uh, planning retreat with the Fathers Group, we're tired of people acting but not taking action. They, they, they'll say, they'll talk a lot of talk, they'll promise a lot of things, and then when it comes time to put the money where their mouth is, where the rubber hits the road, suddenly it's like a, ooh, I, I don't know if that's really going to work out in the plans that we have currently. Well, you know what? We're done with that. We're done with people giving lip service. If you're going to do something, do it. And we are going to make sure that people are held accountable for it. If you're going to promise something to the priori- prioritized populations to where they are in crisis when they need something, and then when they are when they're promised something, and then when they're and they're like, okay, well, they said that if X happens, they'll be there to uh, you know to help us out with that, and then they don't. That breaks trust in the community, and that creates so much damage when it comes to community relations. So it's now time to start working on making sure that people follow through. Said really eloquently, it's either 
it's shut up and get up. Let's get going. Mm-hmm. You know, and and really, that's what it boils down to. Is there anything you'd like to say in these final three minutes? Oh, you could don't give me extra time because I will talk. Um, every, everyone knows that I'm a talker. I, I can go on for hours. You can tell me to talk about a potato, and I'll give you a dissertation. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> Uh, really though uh, we like I said we have a lot of pro- great programs that are coming up uh, some things that we do want to put a focus on is volunteers uh, getting community engagement with uh, the programs that we're doing is imperative for success we have to have people that are involved and we're constantly hearing people especially since 2020 saying that they want to get involved and how can I help and what can I do well we're giving you plenty of opportunities with so many different initiatives we have the Ujima after school program like we've talked about we have of the Deshaun Adderley, which I would like to invite the community to come out to our banquet, uh, the banquet that we're having for the awarding of the scholarships, which the uh, last semester or last time we did the uh, scholarship run, we gave out, I believe, about $10,000 worth of uh, scholarships. This time it's a little over 20000 that we're giving out. We're awarding it to 18 different students, and that is going to be on uh, the 20th, next Friday night uh, from 5 to 8.30. Um, we are actually sorry. I believe it's Saturday. Sorry, Saturday uh, the twentieth uh, from five to eight thirty. It's open to the public to be able to come out and cheer these kids on. When when you get a scholarship, when, when I was younger, I received a scholarship to go over to um, a National Geographic trip over uh, overseas. And when I came back to give my report, and you know, you know, to essentially it was the the awards banquet. There was. The room was packed. It was a banquet hall, and I knew none of these people. I only knew like maybe five or six of the people in a full audience. And when I was done reading and giving um, my speech about you know what I experienced, everyone was applauding and clapping. And I was only thirteen years old, and that gave me such a boost. Imagine what you can do for students when they see that the community is coming out and saying, "Look, you're trying to further your education. We're very proud of you. You go do your thing." That is everything to a student. That will help boost and give them the right motivation and direction to be able to continue to succeed. So come on out to Open Space Studios. It's uh, right behind the new Starbucks on 3rd Street. Um, it's a great venue. Uh, we will be out there. We're going to be honoring these students. Um, and also, if you do want to contribute to the Fathers Group, please, uh, you can go over to thefathersgroup.org. We have a donation section. We're also, you know, we are looking for sponsors, individual donations, um, and we're working on, you know, a couple of different perks for our individual donors. Um, you know, we're trying to do things a little bit different, but we have a lot of initiatives that we're doing. Please sign up to be a volunteer. Uh, donations are always welcome. And we just want to see your faces. We want to see you involved. Right on. Right on. Yeah, And I have to say, you know, I would be happy if I had a, a young and impressionable child to have them look at the examples that you guys have put forth in the father's group. Many thanks for your example of how to be a decent human being. Thanks so much for being here today, Kenny. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, go to kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.